It's a Minimalist Monday edition of Optimal Living Daily, episode 2379, Eight Simple Strategies for When You're Struggling to Declutter, by Claire Wilde with becomingminimalist.com, and I'm Justin Mollick. Hope you're having a great start to your week if you're listening in real time. This is where I read to you from some of the best blogs I can find and get permission from. So with that, let's get right to today's Minimalist Monday post and start optimizing your life. Eight Simple Strategies for When You're Struggling to Declutter by Claire Wilde with becomingminimalist.com. Embracing simplicity. The idea just sounds so good, doesn't it? Can't you just feel those tense shoulders loosening at the thought? So many people feel overwhelmed, overworked, and overloaded, often living in homes which are overfilled, yearning for a simpler way to live. A couple of years ago, I too was crying out for simplicity in my life, my bank balance, my schedule, my mind, and most definitely my home. I had somehow accrued a lot of consumer debt through a spending habit which never brought me happiness. Becoming minimalist and a handful of other sites inspired me to make some big changes which in the end came easier than I had thought. First, I stopped buying things I didn't need. It was a transformation. The stream of gadgets and trinkets coming into my life dried up. Sure enough, my thirst for new toys soon dried up along with it. This in turn allowed me to simplify my money. I began spending less than I made. Whereas once I was drowning in debt, now I am surfacing. Soon I'll be breathing again. Then once I had asked myself how I could be a more responsible consumer, I started asking myself how else I might be a better and happier person. Where I had been prone to envy too often comparing myself with others, my focus gradually began to shift. Of course, I'm not magically immune from jealousy now, but at least I recognize it when it does rear its ugly head. Simplicity has also allowed me to rethink and readjust the way I spend my time. Much of this has been easy, like selling all my computer games and rediscovering the simple pleasure of curling up with a book. But there's no doubt about it. I have found one aspect of simplifying very, very hard drastically reducing the number of possessions I already own. I've gone from having far too many things to having a few too many things. This alone has taken more than two years, and I have to confess to feeling frustrated at times with my slow progress. It was easy at first. Gathering up a box of unwanted belongings gave me a thrill each and every time. But then, out of nowhere, I hit a wall, and I've been struggling to push through it ever since. I've removed a third of my belongings, but I still own neglected 90s CDs and reference books I never use. I think I have not one, but two dead laptops haunting me. And I definitely have a lava lamp with no bulb in a box somewhere. I recently decided to start over. And now after a period of reflection and inspiration, I'm fired up and ready once again to dig deeper, go further, and do better. If you wanna declutter your home but have ever felt frustration or disappointment with a lack of progress, know that you are not alone and it's okay. While some people feel able to jettison all their stuff overnight, others will take their time. Here are eight ideas for when you're struggling to declutter. Number one, take things one step at a time. If you're struggling with overwhelm, concentrate on one room, one piece of storage, 
or even one shelf at a time, especially if the job as a whole seems insurmountable. Your speed doesn't matter. A step forward is still a step forward. Number two, find your people. Online support can be a huge help, but there's nothing like meeting up face-to-face with other people who are pursuing simplicity. Depending on your immediate surroundings, this may or may not be easy to do, but the more you share your story of the change you're trying to make, the more people you will find drawn to it. Number three, take before and after photos. Oftentimes, being able to see the progress you have already made is helpful, especially if we start to feel frustrated during the process. Number four, do half a job, at least for now. So you still have, let's say, a vintage teddy bear collection, and you're afraid to say goodbye to it completely. Could you let go of half of them? This strategy can be particularly helpful for some of those hard-to-remove items, like books, sentimental collections, souvenirs, or hobby stuff. Number five, inject some fun into the process. There are loads of decluttering games you can play. I came up with one called the five and five challenge. Can you find five items you don't want in just five minutes? You could even challenge your whole household to compete against each other. Number six, quarantine your belongings. Try boxing up items you fear you might need one day and hide them away for a set period of time before letting them go. If there's anything in there you truly do need, you'll realize before you've given it away. Number seven, work out your weak points. What have you found easy to declutter and what have you found hard? Why is that? Perhaps you worry you'd later regret saying goodbye to sentimental trinkets or just-in-case items. Maybe giving away expensive toys is a painful reminder of what little value they gave you. Perhaps your conscience stops you from tossing items you can't recycle. Whatever the hurdle is, there will be a way around it. It may take more time and self-reflection than other areas in your home, but don't fear the process. It's always beneficial in the long run. And number eight, practice self-compassion. Don't beat yourself up if you're not seeing instant results. You might take a while to get to where you need to be. That's okay. If you're bringing less into your home than you are sending out, you're decluttering. You're heading to the same destination You're just taking a little longer to get there. You just listened to the post titled Eight Simple Strategies for When You're Struggling to Declutter by Claire Wild with becomingminimalist.com. Thank you to Claire. She mentioned something that I think is pretty important. She said she went from having far too many things to having a few too many things, basically saying she still believes she has too many things. And not only that, but it took two years just to make that kind of progress and at times becoming frustrated with that slow progress. But as she said, progress is progress. It's not going backwards or staying the same. And I would argue even staying the same can be a good thing when talking about minimalism because most people are always bringing more into the house and letting go rarely happens. That's why I like some of the challenges we've heard from some of the minimalist authors I've narrated over the years For example, the one-in-one-out rule, which was sort of alluded to in this post, where if you buy a piece of clothing, you let another piece go. At least in that case, we're not expanding our collections, but instead keeping it the same and trying to be more mindful of our purchases 
curating that wardrobe with each new purchase as we rid ourselves of the unused. Doing just that, or half a job as she mentioned, and practicing self-compassion, these are all great things to do when making any kind of change because it definitely won't happen overnight. So keep up those baby steps. I hope your weekend month is going as well as possible. Have a great rest of your day and I'll be back tomorrow reading to you where your optimal life awaits.